0: 9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. I'm here in Southern California on K Praise Radio. Uh, we are airing on FM 106.1 in North County as well as AM 1210 here in San Diego. And I have some uh, an exciting guest on the program today. Uh, the, the stuff that's happening is incredible. Uh, you know, I'm an apologist, and what that means is I defend a biblical worldview. I de- de- my, my job, I, I teach high school, I teach high school students how to know the truth of Christianity and then how to defend it. And one of the things that comes up frequently whenever I'm, uh, you know, talking with skeptics or maybe atheists or agnostics who say, you know, I'm not really interested in religion because I feel that religion does more harm than good in the world. And, uh, you know, this is something that comes up. Uh, uh, very frequently, and I have a guest today on the radio who is, and and I think there are many people that are doing incredible things to help people around the world, but uh, this ministry that I'm going to be talking about today uh, is doing something that's just phenomenal in rescuing people. Um, You may or may not know that human trafficking is a huge problem in the world today. Uh, There are, in fact, more slaves in the world today than ever before in world history, according to the stats on human trafficking And one of the big places this is happening in the world is in Kenya, as well as Rwanda. Uh, This year does mark the 25th anniversary of the Rwandan genocide. Uh, You're probably familiar with that. There was a movie made about it. An estimated 800,000 Tutsis and politically moderate Hutu were killed in just 100 days in 1994. And thousands more were subjected to sexual violence and tortured in a systematic campaign by the Hutu ethnic majority. Uh my guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza and her ministry, cindyshope.org, dot org. You can check it out on the web. Uh Cindy's dash hope dot org uh is reaching out and rescuing orphan girls uh out of human trafficking. Uh Doctor Mendoza, thanks for being on the program today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Kevin.
0: Absolutely. And you um where are you originally from, Doctor Mendoza?
1: I'm from San Diego. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that is my hometown i went to UCSD for my
0: undergrad okay fantastic and and uh so you right now you have two two schools in kenya another one in rwanda and two more coming in rwanda that are specifically meant to uh educate reach out and educate and help uh young girls who had been involved in human trafficking or were at risk for human trafficking is that right
1: Yes, the two schools in Kenya. Um, we started I started back in two thousand eleven. I started with one and it grew. But the girls that attend Sunitope, we have South Sudanese, Somali, Ethiopian, Kenyan, um, Ugandan. We have there are six different nationalities that attend the two schools in Kenya and those uh lots of different histories and background that the children come to Cindy's Hope and from orphans to sexually abused, to be um, rescued from being traded to be, you know, the fourth wife in South Sudan um, little girls whose parents were murdered right in front of them. And, and um, they're completely orphaned coming on a bus from Ethiopia and, they get to attend Cindy's Hope Academy, so where there's full boarding facilities and Christian education.
0: Wow. Now you... you, 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 I'm sorry, you mentioned that uh, rescued from being the fourth wife, is that what you said?
1: Yes, that's what I said. So in South Sudan, there's still civil war and civil unrest in South Sudan, and some of these children and even women, widows, uh, Cindy's Hope also rescues and has quite a few widows, will walk across the border. They'll walk through South Sudan to come into Kenya or Ethiopia because their, um, their community was burned down and their parents were murdered and killed and they are fleeing. So they walk three days to the border, either Gambela refugee camp or into um, Kenya. And I work with another partner ministry who identifies little girls that are orphaned that are going to be traded as wives. Um, because they don't have anybody to speak for them. And and therefore, it is um, acceptable to buy another wife, trade a girl for a goat. And um, these little girls are then brought to Cindy's Hope in Kenya. And um, then they are given the opportunity to, they get to go to school. They're fully cared for, boarded, clothed, fed, and taken care of.
0: Wow, oh, yes, so are, so that and that reference to the fourth wife—that's that's because in, um, a large majority of the, or a large portion of the population is follows Islam and under uh, Sharia law, a man is allowed to have four wives. Is that what you're referring to when you say the fourth wife?
1: Well, in in South Sudan, you they still practice polygamy, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so they can have child brides and 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 many wives. In my Somali and my Ethiopian families usually the husband just leaves and the mom then has seven kids, eight kids. Um, And it's one lady who is uneducated, has never ever been to school. And she is left trying to find how to care for these children who then come to Cindy's Hope. And the children previously had never gone to school. So you have a 13 year old, 11 year old, and they've, they don't even know their ABCs. They only know how to speak their language in Somali or Ethiopia, um, Herrick or Moro, So they're speaking these other foreign languages, and then they come to Cindy's So we, we teach English. And um, they also know we are going to teach Christianity. So we have memory verses every week. They have chapel weekly. And um, so, yes, you have the Sharia law. You have abandoned women. You have orphans. You have sex traffic. You have sexually abused girls. You just have orphaned girls from um, the war.
0: So, so Cindy, um, tell us about this. Uh, did you uh, did you know that this was something you were going to do when you were young? Were you in high school thinking to yourself, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to go start a school in Africa. I'm going to rescue uh, girls out of human trafficking. Is is that what happened?
1: Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I knew um, when I first uh, became born again when in, in my early twenties. The Lord had told me to go back to get a teaching certificate. So when I had graduated from UCSD, it was in political science and Japanese studies. That was my focus. And then I went back to school to get teaching certificates and masters and doctorates. So I knew the Lord was calling me to Christian education, but I, and, and the mission field but I had no idea that I was going to start schools and missionary also required you to know human resources and accounting. And Mm. (laughs) I had no idea that this is where it would take me. And the the Lord, the more you submit to what the Lord is, you're calling the bigger it even is. It's far bigger and greater than you could ever imagine Mm. how the Lord wants to use you. If you just say, yes, Lord, pick me, choose me. I want to do Great things for you. What is it going to take? What wow. what, what do I need to lay down?
0: Hmm. And so, um, you know, you said, uh, I heard you. So did you grow up in a Christian family? You said you got saved in your early 20s?
1: Yes. My, um, my dad got uh, born again when he was in his 40s, and I watched him. He was baptized in Mission Bay, and I was thinking, oh, he joined a cult. And <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> my sister and I really watched the transformation of my dad and uh there in San Diego and then we started going to church and we got saved and
0: what what yeah. kind of transformations yeah. did you see in your dad that ultimately led you to go, Wow, this is something I need to consider?
1: Well, and it's real. That Jesus is real. Mm. Um, I his behavior changed. So he wasn't as angry anymore. He was more at peace. Um he was going to church and really learning what the Bible said. They were going to Bible school, and I remember being 19 and sarcastic thinking, What are you going to study to be an, a nun or a monk? What do you mean you're studying the Bible? <laughs> and, and now I look back in uh, aghast and shame, like, Oh, dad, I'm so sorry. Um, because now I love to study the Word of God. It is my passion mm. to know how the Lord wants us to live and how to teach others what how the Father desires for us to to be manifested in our life—that He is real. The God of the universe is real.
0: Mm. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and, and it's so true. Um, you know, I heard a, a guy talking about the influence of Christian missionaries in Africa, and he was saying, you know, the only influence that we see that really lasts is the influence of Christ. And uh, this guy was not even a Christian. He was actually uh, saying this kind of um, in a way where he was like reluctant to say this because he said, look it, we go in there, we give money, we do things, but there's no lasting change unless you bring these people where they begin to dedicate themselves to Christ. And then we see lasting change. And, uh, you know, we see this testimony all over the world that when it's not religion that saves people, it's, it's Jesus Christ. It's that relationship personally with him.
1: Yes. It's a mindset change, Kevin, that you have to change how you think. You have to think like God thinks, Mm. that all things are possible for him who believes, that I have no limits, no boundaries, because God has gone before me. I don't even have to be afraid if he tells me to go to Somalia. I don't have to be afraid if he says, go open a new school in Rwanda, because God doesn't have a money problem. He just has a faith problem. Mm. The Word of God says that eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth. See whose heart is fully committed to him. That's what he's looking for. And when you say, Yes, hear my, send me, I'll go. That's what he's looking for. And then he says, Okay, now I want you to go do this. And you just say, Yes. You don't even have to know all the details because the Holy Spirit in you will guide you and direct you in where you need to gather the funds or where you need to, how you, okay, now you need to use some human resources. Now let's learn how to do this. He'll teach you where you need to go and where you, what you need to do.
0: Wow. And that's inspiring. If you're listening, my guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza, and she went from a a 19-year-old teenager mocking her father, who who had turned to Christ, um, to somebody now who is serving uh, over in Africa, um, who has started now three schools, uh, two in Kenya, one in Rwanda, and two more coming in Rwanda, uh, rescuing orphans out of human trafficking and other horrible situations in which they've gotten themselves in. So um, Cindy, I- I'm curious to know, how did you, how did that uh, inspiration start? Where did that come from? When did you hear this call from God to that? Okay. I'm supposed to do this in Africa. And what was that process of saying yes? Because that's a, that's a, a big change to go from uh, somebody living in Southern California, San Diego. There's a lot of comforts here and incredible weather. And, uh, uh, lots of blessings. Um, and then to go all the way to Africa where you're dealing with horrible tragedies and the kind of stuff that happened in Rwanda and so forth. Um, and then to be willing to take that step, what, what was it that caused you to go, this is something that God wants me to do?
1: Um, I realized as I, when I first became saved, I was thinking, I don't have time to read the Bible. I was going to college and thinking, well, that's an a whole nother assignment (laughs) and yet the lord in his grace he draws you in and you start reading you want to know more you want to know more and i realized you know when people say god wants your heart god just wants your heart and uh i was actually taking a train uh, on
0: amtrak cindy real real quick here Uh, this is a good place to take a quick break Cindy was taking a train If you're listening She was taking a train And then something happened Okay We're going to come up On a quick break here That's a good tease And um, my guest today Is Dr. Cindy Mendoza That's cindys-hope.org If you want to learn more About the ministry If you want to get involved um, This is a, a great opportunity To see Christ work in your life And work through your life So stay with us We'll be right back Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more at FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I will cast- Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My ministry, Educate for Life, is meant to help young people and, and adults look at the facts, look at the evidence for the truth of Christianity and commit their life to Jesus Christ, ultimately. And on my website, you can take all kinds of classes on these subjects, all kinds of things like how did the Bible come together, who wrote the Bible, how did they choose what books are in the Bible, what about creation, what about evolution, what about all the details of those sorts of things. We also have numerous uh, radio show guests. Uh, just a little while ago, I had on the, the show Mary Jo Sharp, a former atheist who became convinced that Christianity was true through the evidence. And uh, we have all kinds of uh, amazing interviews up there with people from all over the world talking about how Christ has influenced their life and ultimately given them the hope of eternal life. My guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza, and she is has a ministry called Cindy's Hope, that is um, working in Africa to rescue kids out of human trafficking, then educate them, provide a home for them, the food they need, the water they need, everything that they need in order to get going. And she is has three schools up and running, two more to go. And uh, when we left off on the, the last segment, she was talking about what ultimately caused her to decide that this was something that she, um, that God was asking her to do, was was minister to these young people in Africa. So you were on a train, Cindy, and, and what happened next?
1: I um, not, I don't know if I was reading my Bible or, or a book or what, but I remember the Lord being, it was very clear that um, there's kind of a colloquialism that the Lord just wants your heart. But he was sharing with me, I don't just want your heart, Cindy. I want your hands and your feet and your mind and your mouth. I want every part of you. I want every part of you to serve me, and you were created for uh, a purpose for such a time as this, that I'm calling you out, and that the Lord isn't just calling me, I've learned as I've gotten older, even though I like to think I'm special, but He's calling each, each one of us, that each one of us has been created with purpose, with intent, with passion, and we have to fulfill the purpose that which our Father created us. And that requires uh, sacrifices and saying, Lord, you know what, if you know the number of hairs I have on my head, if you have kept every tear I've cried in a bottle, if you know my days from beginning to end, then surely you know what's best for me. Surely you know that I shouldn't just uh, study political science with the biology and Japanese studies, but wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, that's the best plan. That's the best way to go.
0: Now, now, did you have anybody um, when you said, "Okay, I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to do this"? Did you have anybody say, "Whoa, that's crazy! Uh, what? Slow down! You know, maybe, you know, take take a breather here." Did anybody? Were there anybody that's saying that you 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 should rethink this?
1: Lots of times, <laughs> <laughs> even now, lots. Of, you know, we're um, Cindy Sobek. The I believe the vision for what the Lord has for this coming up next six months is two more schools in Rwanda, and. Not only non Christians, but Christians think that is absolutely, um, you're what I can't think of the word right now, but you're imposing upon the Lord that you are you're overstepping your bounds.
0: You're putting God to the test.
1: Yes, Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm like, but I don't. There's nothing that He can't do. Yeah, He just wants us to step out and believe that He has everything that we need. There is a in Rwanda. When the Lord had asked me to go to Rwanda almost two years ago, I, um, when I was there, the Lord showed me, and especially as an educator, you'll appreciate this, Kevin, that mm-hmm. 48% of the population is under 18 years old. 48% of the population, according to the statistics um, that they have.
0: Wow. So four four high of high every 10 are under 18. Yes. Wow. You have
1: a country of youth. You have a country of youth. You have a sixty-four to one student-teacher ratio. Also, as an educator and as a teacher, that is—you're not learning a whole lot.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, insane. Uh, I can't even imagine uh, how how you would be able to
1: manage that. Uh, are the children truly even learning? Mm. And by the time they get to sixth grade, most of those students are dropping out and dropping off because they have no hope to go even further in school. Mm. So the sixty-four to one is even—you know—they're only going up to sixth grade. And the Lord said, "You know," He says in Second Second Kings seventeen. Mm-hmm. Elijah prays to his assistant, and he's like, Lord, open his eyes that he would see. Mm. And that's what I believe the Lord did. Cindy, I need you to open your eyes. There is a harvest here. There's mm. a harvest of boys and girls who need to know me, who need to know that there is a God of the universe and he loves them. And I created them for a plan and a purpose, and I need them to come to me. Wow. So, Christian education is the vehicle. To bring those boys and girls into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they get to know the Father when they rise up, when they walk upon the road, when they go along the way. They get to know Him because they're going to see Him every single day at school.
0: Yes, and that changes everything once a person knows Christ. And so, Cindy, how many people or how many young people are currently in the schools that you're currently running?
1: The um, I at Cindy's Hope we up 350 students right now and um, I just had a, a meeting with the mayor last month and he said, you're doing a great work. We just want to add more kids into your classroom. You know, can you take 50? And I said, no, <laughs> <laughs> 50, to, 50 to one. I said, no, 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 no. Um, I need to go home and fundraise and we're going to just build more classrooms because we have a, a 16 to one student teacher ratio. We don't want 50 to one. Mm. Um, so, not only the current school, we are adding more classrooms, but two more schools will come up in different areas um, to minister to the boys and girls
0: yeah. across Rwanda. And, and where does that money come from to be able to provide for them? Are you providing, are you providing room and board as well as education or is this, is this uh, uh, they're just coming to school or how does that work?
1: In Rwanda, the um, I do have a few orphans, and the orphans are fully cared for. They're boarded. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and school fees and uniforms. So if they're an orphan, they're 100% cared for. If they have a parent, one parent, Cindy's Hope pays for their complete education. They have a snack, and they go to school for free, all their books, and the teacher's salary, everything is catered for. Um, and then they go home at night and they live with their parents. Um, and the parent is responsible for their school uniform. The parent is responsible for making sure they're on time to come to school. So there's some buy-in with the community Mm -hmm. that it's not just, uh, free. Everything is a giveaway, but they have some, some buy-in to that.
0: So, so where, um, is the funding coming? Is the, is the government supporting your school or how, how do you get funding for all of this?
1: It's all from the Lord. It's all fundraised um, from churches, from individuals, wherever, whomever, the Lord puts on their heart to send donations.
0: (laughs) Okay, and and that's important. Yeah. And so in order to get these next two schools off the ground, I I mean, for our listeners' sake, and for those of you listening who, you know, have the financial means to support a ministry that's making a radical difference in the world and um, doing such incredible things, uh, this is a, a fantastic ministry to support. Cindy's hopeorg hope um, dot org. What what kind of funding do you need in order to get these other schools off the ground?
1: The each school costs one hundred and ten thousand per phase one. So one hundred and ten thousand dollars puts up the um, the beginning classrooms, the administration, and the and the latrines, the toilets. Um, so one hundred and ten thousand. So I and we need to buy the land, and so I need two hundred and eighty thousand to get these two schools opened by january 22nd 2020
0: okay so uh if you're out there and you have those those means we know god has plenty of money that's not the issue um like cindy's saying it's it's uh god is looking for our faith to collaborate together as the body of christ to minister to these young women out here who are ultimately going to go out and then in that community begin to share christ also as christ impacts their lives if you have the resources um, would they just, If they want to make a donation, would they just go to your website, Cindy?
1: Yes, they can go to the website and donate. Cindy's Hope is a 501c3. So we are registered in the United States as a corporation and a nonprofit. And so all donations are tax deductible. They can wire the money to us. They can write a check. And all the finances, we have a, a treasurer in Kansas who keeps track and, of all those finances and sends out receipts and files the tax forms and all the legal operations.
0: Okay, that's, so, yeah. that's fantastic. Okay, and then um, I wanted to get kind of go back again to your story as in um, you, you felt called to do this. Uh, why was it that you chose Africa specifically? And wh- why not another part of the world? Why not maybe, uh, you know, South America or or some other area or China or somewhere else? What was it that ultimately led you to make the decision that you were meant to minister in Africa? And so when we get back, my guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza uh, of cindyshope.org, and she is talking about the schools uh, that are—she start- started in Kenya and Rwanda and opening even more schools in order to rescue girls from human trafficking, to get them out of abusive situations, and ultimately to teach them about Jesus Christ— as well as give them a really good education so that they can go out there and make a living and um, survive on their own and go out there and be an influence for the Lord. Um, Stay with us. We have two more segments left, and she's going to continue to share her story with us. Uh, We'll be right back.
1: Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart.
0: Thanks for listening today this is educate for life I'm your host Kevin Conover and we're streaming all over the place we're on Facebook we're on YouTube we're on Periscope we're on all these different uh, outlets as well as we are also on the radio on Sundays this is a this is a pre-recorded show that will air again on Sunday at 10 p.m on K praise here in Southern California FM 106.1 in North County as well as AM 1210 in San Diego and uh, my ministry is educateforlife.org where uh, my goal is to help people understand why the Bible is true, go through all the tough questions people have about things like, for example, if God made everything, who made God, right? Or what evidence do we have that God actually exists? Is there any evidence from science? And um, I'm speaking uh, in June a lot. Uh, There's a bunch of events which I'm speaking at. The Great Homeschool Convention from June 13th through the 15th, I'll be speaking up there on all kinds of different subjects that pertain to Uh, both homeschooling, parenting, and apologetics. I'm also speaking at the Iwana Honors Camp in June, June 23rd through the 28th. Uh, I'm also speaking at Future Quest down here in Southern California. And uh, finally, uh, I'll be uh, at Calvary Chapel Oceanside uh, speaking at their apologetics uh, class on July 5th, if you want to check that out. I also teach a class every Sunday um, at Skyline Church in East County. And uh, you can join us 9 a.m. Sunday mornings. And we're going through different issues right now. We're covering the issue of human sexuality and are people born heterosexual or homosexual? We're we're dealing with that. That's a big issue that uh, people are interested in learning more about. And so, uh, please uh, come out and join us for any of those different events. That would be great. My guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza. Her website is cindy's-hope.org. She's a, her organization is a 501c3 and uh, they need the resources to be able to open up more schools in order to reach more kids, especially, um, uh, Cindy, these are all women's uh, girls' schools, is that right?
1: In Rwanda, um, we, it's 50-50, okay. um, because they'll just come from the community. The orphans that we board, the girls that we board are, I only board the girls that are um, orphaned, trafficked, abused, and we have one of the schools in Kenya in the downtown in Eastleigh. We allow boy students to come. That they're usually refugees, Somali or Ethiopian refugees, come to school there as well. But we only board the girls that are trafficked.
0: Okay. Now, um, you know, you said something interesting. You said that four out of ten, close to forty percent of uh, all the people in, I think you said Rwanda. Are under the age of eighteen, why are there so many young people in in the area? Is that because of the Rwandan uh,
1: genocide? Yes, sir, because of the genocide that happened twenty five years ago um, you have so many people were were killed during the genocide that what is rising up right now is a nation of of young people so even Rwanda's goal or desire is to educate their people they know that they are a landlocked country they don't aren't necessarily rich in oil or gold or diamonds but they have a lot of human resources humans so mm. they would like to um, develop that and they just want to rise above where they've come from
0: okay and then what about Kenya does Kenya have a large uh, youth population as all, as well
1: are not, as, not to those statistics. I don't have the statistics right in front of me, but Kenya historically has been a little more um, stable than the other countries. Their, their surrounding countries of Somalia, South Sudan, and Ethiopia, those ones are still fighting he- heavily, so they have many refugees that stream into kenya also congo uh, which is experiencing um ebola right now and is also known as the rape capital of the world oh, wow. you have quite a few neighbors uh there in east africa that are are not great places to go and, and many refugees and we have the opportunity to share christ and educate these boys and girls to know him
0: mm. so So back to my question from the previous discussion we were having, what was it that caused you to have a heart specifically for this part of the world and for these people, as opposed to some other part of the world where, what what happened that, that uh, God influenced you in this direction?
1: Um, honestly, I didn't care where that time on the bus, on the train, on the tax train, I didn't, I didn't care where he wanted me to go. I just wanted to go here, my send me, send me wherever. Um, and my husband actually went on a short-term mission trip to Kenya uh, fourteen years ago. And then, when he was in Kenya, he said, you, "You know, the Lord is calling us here." And I was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> so I was just waiting for him to, um, you Do- know, I was waiting for my husband. Yeah
0: um, does your does your does yeah. your husband ever say, um, "Slow down, Cindy, you're going too fast."
1: <laughs> um, yes, he does. He you know, he sometimes listens to the updates as as other people, you know, when he's like how many kids
0: are there now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> how many are you know, we have three hundred and fifty. Last time he left for example, he's in he, he's in Kenya right now working and you know, he'll come back and he'll hear something. I didn't know there were three hundred and fifty. He's a dentist and he does other work that's not even with Cindy Tope Um it's yeah. just a ministry that was birthed out of my, you know, the Lord. Yeah. And, and
0: what about your own family? Do you have kids of your own?
1: I do. I have three boys. Um, so my boys are now 24, 19, and 15.
0: Wow. And uh, are they involved at all in what you're doing?
1: They do. They go with us. The two older ones are now uh, working and going to college in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and our youngest son travels with us. We'll go back to Africa next week and he'll travel with us and and minister with us. He also, you know, holds schools and is involved. Sometimes he likes it and sometimes he's 15 and doesn't like it.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, um, what do you say to the person who who you know feels like, oh wow, I'm I want to be a part of something like this, I want to do something like this, but uh, there's people telling them, oh, that's dangerous, and and you know what, uh, you know, there's a lot of problems in these these parts of the world, and uh, you know it's it's risky. What what do you say to somebody who says something like that?
1: The safest place to be is in God's perfect will. Mm.
0: Um,
1: that you could be in trouble get in a car accident or be sexually assaulted in America
0: mm.
1: that the worst place to be is in disobedience to what the lord is calling you to do if he's asking you to go you will have no greater joy no more safety than following and obeying the father
0: that's that's great uh that's a great way to you know phrase that and look at that absolutely Um, if you are somebody who wants to support Cindy's hope, Cindy's hope, uh, cindys-hope.org is the website. And if you want to put your money to good use, you know, a lot of times we wonder, okay, should I give, should I donate money to a particular ministry? Because we're concerned about maybe the way they're going to use that money. Is it going to be effective or are they going to, are they actually making a difference? Well, um, if you look at the, the facts surrounding this ministry and, and Dr. Cindy Mendoza and what she's doing uh, they are making a gigantic difference. Um, the money is going towards an obviously good use, and they're seeing all kinds of amazing things happen. Um, Cindy, can you share with our with our listeners um, some of the impact that you've seen happen um, that's more on a personal level uh, rather than the we have the overarching view that you've got these three schools started, you're starting two more schools, you've got three hundred and fifty students. but on a more personal level, what are some of the stories of of how people's lives are being changed?
1: the i'm glad you asked kevin (laughs) i think the lord always first of all he wants to work in our lives Mm. he wants to show us individually personally that he is a god of the living and not the dead and um i remember i was sharing with another church and i was i was sharing about cindy's hope and i it wasn't until i was actually giving the presentation that the lord pointed out to me he said cindy this is this is the product of your faith. This is like your garden, you know, and as we plant and as we sow, as we believe on the Lord and obey Him, that this is the manifestations. I know these are Christian words I'm throwing out, but these are the results that you get when you obey the Father. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the schools is in the downtown area. It's in It's even called Little Mogadishu, which is the capital of Somalia. So it's a very rough, bad neighborhood. And my husband and I, we were at a conference with other missionaries at the time, um, American and European missionaries. And the pastor was challenging us as missionaries. You know what? If these people in Somalia knew Jesus Christ, they wouldn't be bombing places. They wouldn't be kidnapping and doing all these horrific things. And he said, "So who who's going to go? Who's going to go to Somalia?" I'm like, "Me, I'm going!" And my husband put my hand down. No, you uh, uh. aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, "But Lord, I'll go. I will tell these people." And my husband, I mean, he goes to play, he goes to Jordan. He goes to he's been to Pakistan. He goes to South Sudan. I've never even been to those really rough places. And he's like, "You're not going to Somalia." Um, and yet, the Lord wants your heart. The Lord wants you to say, yes, Lord, hear my, send me. Mm. Because I didn't have to go to Somalia. I didn't need to disobey and be rebellious towards my husband either. You know, there is a community just 30 minutes from our house in Kenya that was full of Somali people, refugees that had come. So you don't even have to go to Africa. God might be calling you down the street to your house to minister and to, and to sow into these people's lives. And mm. I was like, okay, gosh, Lord. All right. Well, um I would meet women who, uh, like I said, eight children. And her husband left her for another younger, cuter woman who didn't just give birth to eight kids. And here's this woman living in a small room that's only the size of some of our, our closets in America. <laughs> and you have eight people living here in this situation. No schooling, no education. And, and mom Cindy, can, can we have $30 for rent? Can we have some money to buy flour? Um, You know, $30, I I just is amazing. I have a lady that just came actually in January, and she's a Sudanese woman, and she's a widow. Her husband was killed in battle. Her and her five kids walked three days across the border to get into a refugee camp. She's in a U.N. refugee camp. She's sexually assaulted in a U.N. refugee camp, and is pregnant with twins.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: You're thinking, father, father. I mean, we have nothing here at home to cry about, mm. ladies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so now she's a mother of seven, and um, my friend who, who brings, in, brings the other little girls that are being trafficked up there, he goes, I have a lady, she has seven kids. Like, oh, James, that is a big, that's a big people group. <laughs> yeah. And yet, uh, Lord, I have different friends that have, uh, you know, some people love to, to fund schools. Some people love to fund the cow initiative or whatever I'm working on. And I have a mutual friend who has a heart for women. And I said, I, we need some, I need some help. Will you help me fundraise? Her name is Bible. She has seven kids i need to get her to cindy's hope it's going to take bus fare it's going to take passports it's going to take beds and within two months the lord had brought enough money to bring bible and her seven children to cindy's hope um wow. it is a story of hope that once they get there and they need the god of the universe you don't have to he is your husband he is your provider he mm. will care for you um And you don't have to worry about being raped anymore. You don't have to worry about how am I going to feed my kids? Mm -hmm. Because the God of the universe will now feed them and care for them and educate them. Wow. And there's just no other way you want to live your life.
0: No, absolutely. Um, My guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza, and you're hearing from her personally. Um, She's over in Kenya and Rwanda uh, ministering to all these people, a lot of refugees, a lot of people in very, very horrible situations that have come out of very diffi- difficult times. There's a lot of uh, crisis over in that area of the world, a lot of famine, a lot of uh, lack of water, a uh, lot of difficult situations, but sh- God has drawn drawn her over there and she's ministering over there. If you want to support her, um, this is a great opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God, cindyshope.org, cindys-hope.org. We have one more segment left. Stay with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about the future of the ministry and how these, uh, what these other schools are going to be doing, and uh, so stay with us as we uh, continue to talk to Dr. Cindy Mendoza. We'll be right back. gibson of lg equipment supports educate for life with kevin conover luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves lg's commercial and residential customers throughout southern california whether you need grading paving hauling demolition on-site bulk water service water trucks tankers and towers call lg equipment at 619-998-0924 learn more at lgequipment.com 619-998-0924 Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. And if you are interested, if you're if you're a homeschool parent or you're somebody who wants to study the Word of God in depth, you really want to understand the truths of Scripture, my website has all kinds of classes up there that'll take you through a systematic study of the Word of God and an understanding of the truth of the Word of God. Um, so uh, it's, it's $4.99 a month. You can't beat the price. And you have access to 40 different classes on things like um, where did the Bible come from, creation, evolution, cultural issues, uh, all the different things that you can imagine that you would have questions about God or, uh, or the Bible or Christianity or the history of Christianity. Um, that's all available to you on the web there. Educateforlife.org is my website. My guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza, cindys-hope.org. It's a 501 c three. And if you have the financial means to support what they're doing as they reach out to people over in Africa, um, please take the opportunity to get to know more about the ministry and to invest in what they're doing. It's absolutely uh, needed. And uh, there is the the UN right now, if you're looking in the news, um, is warning about Somalia facing famine and uh, drought. Uh, so there's all kinds of issues over there. She was just ta- t- telling us about how the... There's so much uh, youth in Rwanda because of the uh, Rwandan genocide that happened back in 1994, and so uh, this is an opportunity for you to make a difference investing in the kingdom of God. And um, what about somebody, Cindy, who uh, wants to do more than, say, uh, just give uh, support financially? What if they actually want to travel to Africa with you? Is that a possibility also? Do you need people to go and teach also, or what's the situation there?
1: Absolutely. We um, There's three, core teams coming throughout this summer, all the way till the end of September. There will be groups of people coming out to Cindy's Hope, either in Rwanda or to Kenya, uh, doing different things from aquaponics we're setting up at each location, to we do prison work in Rwanda, where we go into the prisons and preach the gospel. We are planning in July to do a baptism there um, at one of the sites, as well as um, some Bible studies and and working with the prisons, one of the focuses well it's every month at Cindy's Hope it doesn't matter which campus you're on, but we do outreach, so even the the children are taught to give not just to come in and receive but to give out that we are to be conduits of christ's love, provision care, prayer so um, the the kids the teachers will have a gift, whether it 's food or a Bible, and they will go out. At, to identified people in our community, needy needy families or elderly. And we will go to their homes once a month and minister to them, minister the love of Christ. We will give, we'll clean their home, we'll milk their cow, um, whatever it is scheduled for that month. And in Rwanda, just recently, we, when I was there in April, we were going, we go door to door, like E-E, evangelism explosion. We go door to door with our Bibles. And, praying for the families how can we pray for you and we do this on the lunch break because in rwanda they come home from working out in the field during lunchtime. so we had gone there was three of us and knocked on this one gentleman's home now at the time colby was the leader so when the leader is leading the leader gets to choose what what home we're going into when i and when i say home i'm speaking loosely here this is a mud brick mud home that the three of us are going into they have one long bench that we sat on (laughs) and Colby starts talking with him about Jesus and he has his Bible under his arm. And he said, you know, have you asked Christ as your Lord and savior and tell me about, you know, he's sharing with him. And, and the gentleman said, you know, I used to believe in that I used to, but after I got married and have kids, you know, I just, I just didn't have time for it. And now I've been really praying and wondering and seeking and, you know, where is he? where is this God? And uh, Colby says to him, he said, you know what? It's that God that brought us to you today, that he wants to tell you how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. Can I pray for you? What is your name? And the man says, my name is Emmanuel. Oh. And the other gentleman and I, that were, we, the other two people just pray. I, I started weeping. My name is Emmanuel. You know, a, the Father never leaves us. Mm. His name is Emmanuel. God is with you. He's with us all the time. And in fact, He'll come to your door. He'll knock on your door and say, Hey, I love you. I'm standing here knocking. And I have a gift for you. Um, and as we leave these houses, I mean, we do when the visitors are there, but we do it, we do it monthly anyway. The, the staff and the kids at Cindy's Hope, it is just the sweetest, best time of serving. Not that loving the kids is it's super fun, especially if you love children playing games and, and they love that interaction bubbles. And so the visitors love that, but going door to door and and spreading Christ or even going into the prisons and um, there's just no greater joy. There's mm-hmm. no greater joy than serving him. It's Ab- just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: We go down uh, every month. We go down, actually, I'm going down to the beach tomorrow And we um, shared Jesus with the people down at the beach, down at Mission Beach and and everything. And it's amazing to see God work um, in people's lives just through the people you get to talk to and and, um, Mm -hmm. let them know that God is, uh, that he loves them and he knows that they're there and, you know, that they matter to him, you know. So um, that's incredible. So uh, again, my guest today is Dr. Cindy Mendoza and... If you're interested in getting involved in reaching out to the people in Africa and making a, a difference in those people's lives, there's so much need there. The, the Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest field. And so I think that's what you know we're called to do is uh, that there is no greater fulfillment than uh, finding your purpose in what God has for you in order to love other people uh, through whatever whatever avenue that is. And we all have a different place in life and that we're the body of Christ. We work together to bring people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, Or if you, if a youth group wants to get involved, Cindy, if they wanted to take kids out to Africa like that, is that something they could do also that they could organize with you?
1: Absolutely. We have, um, Lori Akai is the USA director here in the United States and on the website it says contact us and it's uh, the email address is on there and she will set up and and walk the The youth team meet with them, help with the itineraries, what to pack, what to expect. Um, so we have someone here in the state that does um, manage and direct and coordinate youth groups, going youth groups or uh, any group. But absolutely,
0: okay. And they can all do that through the website.
1: Yes, they just need to email us, and we will. We're also on Facebook and Facebook Messenger, um, so you. Any type of that kind of communication is uh, is on there. I believe our phone number is on the website as well.
0: Okay, great. Um, For so, Gloria Kai. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is incredible what you're doing there. I think it's fantastic. And do you work with um, local um, pastors and missionaries also? Or is
1: there an integration there? The Yes. Um, I really was. You really grow. You just need to keep listening to the Lord because He has so many great ideas. You can, you don't you don't know it all. Yeah. <laughs> so in um in Kenya you, there's a lot of networking with um different missionaries, different different groups where we coordinate. Um, like I said, I have a, another friend that works up in the UN camps up there in in Ethiopia and in and out of South Sudan. He's the one that identifies his group the orphans and brings them down. There's also um, different prison groups that we have worked with, with prison fellowship um, to minister and to work inside the prison. So you definitely aren't, you, it's a body of Christ. Mm. And everybody has lots of different gifts and talents, and you want to um, come together to spread the gospel.
0: Yeah, amen. Well, thank you so much for being on the air with us today. Um uh, Yeah, and when do you head back to Africa? next Tuesday okay so that's exciting Um, so uh, again Dr. Cindy Mendoza uh, was on the program here today and cindyshope.org that's cindys-hope.org if you are interested in getting involved personally if you would like to take a trip with her to Africa if you'd like to serve over in Africa or if you want to just if you have the financial means and you can support what they're doing again they're going to be opening two more schools in Rwanda uh, by uh, January so they need the funds for that Uh, If you have the means to be able to do that, please do that, and um, and keep the ministry in your prayer also. Uh, Cindy, I'll be praying for you, and uh, thank you so much for all that you're doing, and uh, all the blessings that you are to so many people.
1: Amen. Well, Thank you so much for having me and letting me share all the awesome things the Lord is doing, and He wants to use each of us for His glory, for His honor.
0: Amen, amen. Okay, everybody listen out there. We'll see you next week. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you're doing well and um, uh, stay in touch. My website's educateforlife.org. If you want to get feedback, comments, questions, concerns, anything you need, please uh, get a hold of me. I love to chat with you and uh, see how you're doing and and, uh, get your feedback. God bless you. Have a great day. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcast and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243 97.